Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. That's audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. You're listening to Bookmarked, a young adult book podcast brought to you by bookstacked.com. This is episode 37, and today we're talking about adults reading young adults. We've got that coming up in just a few minutes, so stay with us. Welcome, everybody, to episode 37. We got a great episode in line for today. Uh, adults reading YA, which is such an interesting topic, and there's so much to discuss. Spencer's going to lead us through that discussion, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and introduce everybody who's here today. Uh, my name is Saul, and like I mentioned, we have Spencer here. Hello. We have Mary. Hi. And we have Eleanor. Hi, everyone. Eleanor, it's been a while. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, other than my trips being cancelled to Europe and yeah. the world being in quarantine. <laughs> well, apart from that, you know, look on the bright side. <laughs> yeah, the bright side, I get to work from home, which is kind of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> let's see, before we jump into our main discussion, let's go ahead and jump into what are you reading? So, Eleanor is going to share with us today what she's reading. Uh, so I'm reading Crescent City, which is the new Sarah J Maas book. It's her first non-YA book. Um, we're a little unsure of whether it's new adult or general adult fiction, but that's going to feed really nicely into this episode, I think. But yeah, it's, I'm about halfway through at the moment. It's really picked up and I'm really enjoying it so far. I know Mary was at picking your brain earlier as to whether or not it was good. So um, <laughs> I know I know you said you're enjoying it so far, but uh, do you think she's going to be able to stick the landing as as you get closer to the end? Uh, well, from uh, past experience with Sarah Jamas, yes, because she always manages to pack a punch at the end. And there's just something about her writing that always draws me back. Even if the beginning's a little bit rocky, there's always something that makes me finish the novel wanting more. So, yeah, I'm not worried about the ending. Right. Okay, so keep pushing through. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful tip. <laughs> and that book just came out recently, right? Is it already? Uh, yeah, it came out on the 3rd of March. Yeah. Well, she's definitely a huge author. And we get surprising amount of people visiting the website for information about Sarah J. Moss, which I think, Eleanor, you were the one who kind of prompted us to start writing articles about her book. And I was just obsessed. <laughs> the amount of people <laughs> who still are looking up information for like the miniature editions that they released recently. 
the there's so many we get so many people looking for information about that on the website so she's definitely a popular author this is definitely a big book uh recently so thanks for sharing with us okay then that's a good segue for adults reading way or i guess in this case this that was like authors writing adult but it kind of is all interconnected isn't it a little bit I feel like we're going to get some overlap today. Um, so Spencer, I know you were the one who, well, I don't remember if you brought this topic up or not, or if we just assigned it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely been on my mind. It kind of all started as I recently turned 26. Um, I was filling out like a random online survey for something. It asked me to like choose an age category and it had like, 18 to 25 and then it had like 26 to like 40 and I was like shoot that's me now but I realized in that moment that I don't know if I can really consider myself a young adult anymore so while remaining a big fan of young adult literature it's given me some good time to pause and think about am I still so in love with you know this field of literature in my adult years and as an adult and realizing that of course it's not I'm not having a unique experience a lot of adults are still reading young adult literature in fact part of kind of where I wanted to start the discussion today was around the fact that even though YA was originally imagined as a category for like 12 to 18 year olds um, it was like the American Library Association who invented the term back in the 1960s today estimates have anywhere from like 55 to 80 percent of readers of young adult literature are actually adults. And so I thought we could just start by asking ourselves, like, why do you think that YA stories have found such a large adult readership and following here in 2020? I think for me, one of the uh, the reasons there's such a large adult readership is that I think there's a massive confusion in who the genre is aimed at. So I know for myself, when I was growing up, bookstores, when I was a teenager, had teen fiction and young adult fiction. And there was a difference between those because teen fiction was like the 12 to 18 whereas young adults seemed a bit older which should in my mind fall into the age bracket that I'm in now so I think if anybody else had the same confusion that I have then maybe that's where it's come from because adults have seen young adult and gone that's my age bracket that's why I should be reading. I wonder too how much of it is also the fact that like maybe this is the case for us I think all of us, we're all adults here on this podcast, but we all started reading these books when we were young adults, right? And we just kind of never, I don't know why, but we never stopped. <laughs> we just kind of grew, I guess, with the genre itself, and maybe we found some things that we really liked. Or if you, or I don't know, can you call it a genre? I wrote an article about this. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's a genre, but more strictly, it's a category, right? But Anyway, my point was maybe we found something that we really liked in these books and we're just still looking to have experiences like that. Um, and so for that reason, we continue to read YA books. Yeah, I wonder if maybe we've, because we've grown up reading that genre, we're the reason why a lot of adults read it because we began reading it when it got big in like the 2010s. So because we've continued to read it, authors have continued to write it for us. Because for me, it all started around the Twilight Age. So I just kind of like grew along with that. And that's when I found out about like YA and books in that category. So I just kind of grew up with it when I started reading Twilight. I think it's I think that's a really interesting point. I think that's probably true for yeah most of us that like we 
aged into this position, which makes me ask, this is kind of a question that I was thinking of asking later on, but I think it fits in better here. If that's the case, why why do why are you personally still reading young adult literature? Like what holds you here? And why haven't we not that I think you should, but so to say transitioned into purely reading adult literature? For me, I think that some of the authors I've just fell in love with. So if they only write YA, I'm just going to continue to read what they write, whether it's YA or not. I also think part of it is that the books they write about, some of the teenagers have experienced things in books that I never experienced when I was a teen. So I like to read about experience I didn't have. So for me, it's kind of like a mix of both. I think following on from Mary's point about not having experienced um, the same sort of things is I find some of the protagonists of YA to be, they sound a lot older than they are. So they might be marketed as 16, 17 year olds, but they're acting and experiencing things that I've only experienced being over 20. So that's why I still read it, because the protagonists still feel like me. That's a good point. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit because I know, Spencer, one of your points was, could this potentially be a problem? But I sometimes look at that, the fact that they are like these young adult characters in these books and they're acting like adults. And for me, Sometimes that kind of drives me crazy, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> they don't always feel like authentic teenagers to me. And there are cases where, uh, that's obviously not every book. I don't want to say that's true of all of young adult, but I do feel like I find that a lot. And, and especially, it's not even so much in like the problems that they're facing or their mentality. And I think I see this more in like epic fantasy type of stories. It's more in like their dialogue and the way they're speaking sometimes they just sound so eloquent and I'm just like where I don't even talk like that how how are you talking like that you know it it just sounds I don't know for for some reason that that's something that kind of frustrates me sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something anybody else has experienced themselves or is it just a me problem so. um, no I completely agree with that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And well, and since you brought it up, maybe let's just dig right into it. In having this conversation, one thing that I wanted to be very conscious of is to not just have it as adults, um, but try and bring some type of, of teenager perspective into it. Because, of course, I mean, in a, many cases, that's who YA is for, is for teenagers. And so I found an excellent blog post by a teen blogger named Vicky Who Reads, who has an art- article titled, the many ways YA books and the community isolate teens. And she had some really excellent points, um, like Saul mentioned, how occasionally it feels as if young adult characters are being aged up, perhaps in an attempt to appeal to an adult audience, and that that can be isolating for some teen readers. She also talked about just on the marketing and publishing side of things, because it's not always teens who are buying the books, who are actually spending the cash. Um, these books are often kind of marketed towards adults who do have the spending money. And so there are cases where it feels like teen voices might be left out in the YA industry. And I just wanted us to, to pause and, and consider that and ask if any of you have maybe seen any of those problems come up or if there's anything else that we can add to that conversation of when teens feel left out. Well, I think it was just this last fall, maybe, uh, that this was actually a huge 
conversation that was taking place in the YA world. I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of other bloggers too, kind of bringing this up. And so, yeah, I don't think we're the only ones who are feeling this. And, and I think when, I don't think it's like on purpose or anything. I think what it comes down to being personally, I think it's just adults who are writing young adult fiction. And so they're kind of using their own voice that's in their head, you know, that's influencing the way they're writing these characters. But unfortunately, I do feel like, like you said, sometimes it's the uh, the target audience, the teenagers who might feel left out because of that. So another point that uh, Vicky shared in her blog was that it's often the young adult books that are winning awards are the books that have like older young adult characters, as opposed to books where the protagonists are like 12, 13, 14 year olds. And that because the older end of YA gets a lot of attention, that there just isn't as much books being published for that younger end of the spectrum. And for that reason, there are a lot of readers who struggle to transition from middle grade to YA, which I thought was a really interesting point and made me reflect. And I wanted to ask each of you, um, how did you transition into reading young adult literature? When did you first get into it? Like, were there any books that really brought you into um, being fans of YA? I don't know if there's a specific book for me, but um, I don't even know when I started reading YA because I think at that time, for me personally, teen fiction and YA was so confused and so interlinked, but also like really separated in bookshops and things that I didn't know what genre I was really reading. I was just reading because I liked the sound of the book. Um, but my, I was very lucky that my school library was just amazing at it and our librarian would ask us like what books we wanted her to get in with the yearly budget for the school library so we were really lucky in that if there were uh, new YA books we had access to it um so like for me like my librarian recommended me the throne of glass series when I was probably about 15 whenever it came out so I think I just sort of ended up in YA by accident and because I luckily had some good like adults around me that were promoting that for my age group yeah mm-hmm. i can map it out pretty clearly for me it was it, it all comes back to harry potter so, mm-hmm. um which to be clear harry potter is children's it's that's the category it belongs in and and um if you go to like barnes and Noble or whatever you're going to find it in the children's section it's not in the young adult section generally but what J.K. Rowling does with those books is that I think at the time was pretty unique was she ages the characters, right? And that's really common today. My understanding is that wasn't common back when she was when she started doing that back in the late 90s. And as Harry Potter's growing, he's becoming a young adult. And so I was becoming a young adult as well. And as soon as those books ended, Twilight came on to the scene. I think Twilight was published... 2006 2007 you might might be right it might have been 2005 so there was a brief overlap between twilight and harry potter um and i think you found a lot of the harry potter fans who'd grown up with it were suddenly looking for books that that they could still relate to like young adult books i guess and twilight became really huge and of course i read twilight and then very quickly after twilight you had The Hunger Games, which I'm pretty sure came out in 2008. And that at that point with Harry Potter and especially The Hunger Games, I was pretty hooked. <laughs> um, I think I was just the right age. 
And those books have like always stuck with me. I always find myself going back and rereading Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. Uh, to this day, they're, they're some of my favorite books of all time. And so for me, I can very clearly map out how I kind of grew into that. And of course, once Lager Games was done, I was just looking for more books like that. And I think at that point, too, that's when the market really opened up and flourished. Because like you said, Spencer, it's been around for a long time, young adults and books written for teenagers. But like modern YA, like the the market that exists today, it's only been around for maybe about a decade or a little more than a decade mm-hmm. at this point. And that all of that happened at the same time. And that's kind of when I, I felt like I was ushered into it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I had somewhat of a similar experience to a lot of you, but I, I, I also feel like I really related to this point that Vicky made in her blog, because I do feel like I really got lost in the transition from middle grade to YA. Um, as in, I read Harry Potter, of course, I loved it. And then I read all of those big book series that were the Twilight, the Hunger Games, and Percy Jackson. And then I kind of just stopped. Like, I was a huge reader as a kid. And then there was, like, two or three years in high school where I, like, didn't even pick up a book until it was actually through John Green's YouTube channel um, when him and his brother Hank um, were making a couple Harry Potter-related videos. And then John referenced that he writes books, um, that I went and picked up a John Green novel. And I had never read, like, a contemporary, right? Everything I had been reading was, like, fantasy, dystopian. And so to pick up a John Green novel, um, and I can remember it was my senior year of high school, and all of a sudden there were, like, some F-bombs, there's a sex scene. All of a sudden I'm like, whoa, this is different than what I'm used to, to reading. But it also related a lot more to the experiences that I was having as a young adult finishing up high school. From there, I just really got hooked. I remember reading The Perks of Being a Wallflower, a lot of these big kind of YA classics that I just started seeking out after that point, realizing that, you know, okay, I'm not afraid of a contemporary novel. I'm still interested, even if there's not a wizard school present. It took a while for me to get there. Um, And I'm happy that I did. All right. Well, we have a lot more things we want to discuss, uh, but we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will dive back into the conversation after we hear from our sponsors. Looking for something to listen to after this podcast is over? We always suggest reading a book. And what better way to consume books than with Audible? In the subway or in the car, when you're mowing the lawn or doing dishes, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You can always catch up on your TBR list with an audiobook. And for listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. Audible selections includes books like Victoria Aveyard's Red Queen series and Tomi Ediemi's Children of Blood and Bone. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash bookstack for your free audiobook. And don't forget that even if you quit the trial, you get to keep the book. I wanted to have a bit of a discussion around new adult literature and this term that is kind of growing more popular, at least where I am. I'm hearing more and more about it. I'm seeing more displays labeled new adult in bookstores and libraries because I think there is kind of similar to the experiences that I was having as a um, senior in high school. There are uh, adult readers in their 20s who are looking for YA style stories, but are also looking for maybe more mature content or um, stories set in universities, stories that are a little more reflective of their experiences in their 20s and mid 20s. How much new adult literature are you all reading? And is it something that you're you're interested um, and do you see it growing? 
if I'm being completely honest, I don't know what is new adult that I'm reading. Like, I mm. don't know if that's just me being really oblivious to what's going on around me or if I'm finding like like bookshops I go in, for example, they have their young adult section or they have like general fiction or like fantasy section. There's no there's nothing to delineate where new adult is and where young adult is. So I think I probably am reading new adult books because the protagonists I'm reading are older, but I don't necessarily know that. I haven't seen anything around here that suggests that. I cannot think of one new adult book that I have read in the past. I'm currently reading. I can think of one, and it's been years since I read it. That would be Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. I read that mm-hmm. back in 2000, or what was it, 2014, I think, or 2013. Um, and I was just going into college at that time. Uh, or I was still really young, a really young college student is what I'm trying to say. And I related to that one a lot. And I loved that book when I read it. Because first off, I related to her in a way, just like a fandom way, because the, her Harry Potter stand-in, I could just totally, I was like, yes, this is me. <laughs> um <laughs> But also the fact that she was going into college and she was dealing with like roommates and stuff like that. And I remember at that time, around those years, like 2014, 2013, there was a lot of excitement about New Adult. And there were a lot of people saying like, is New Adult going to be the next big thing? Is it going to break into its own genre or its own category? And I have to say, I don't feel like it has. Like, I I do feel like people still talk about New Adult. And there are some books that are like, we say our new adult, but like if you go to the bookstore, I don't ever see a new adult section. I, I just don't see it as a term that's used very often. I don't know. Have you have you noticed that yourself, Spencer, or or are you seeing a lot of new specifically new adult novels out there? Um, I rarely see it, but I I'm I swear I saw like a new adult book stand once at a bookstore, and like it stuck out to me, and I was like, oh. That's interesting. But no, I'm I'm not seeing it all over the place. But I do find myself like noticing that there is kind of a blend of this coming in where we're uncertain about exactly where to place a novel. Uh, so the example that comes to my mind is actually Hank Green's book, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. When that book was about to come out and he was, you know, marketing it, talking about it in his YouTube videos, he talked about having debates with his publishers and like not really knowing what to label it. Because it reads a lot like a young adult novel. I totally think that like a 12, 14, 15 year old would pick it up and enjoy it. But the main character is like a 23 year old who just graduated from like an art school. And so it really is blending the two. And so I think it can be really difficult to label what is new adult versus what is young adult. And that might be some of why we're not seeing that label really emerge, because who really knows what it is? I mean, my understanding of new adult is is that it is a lot like young adult, but with older characters, and they kind of dive into more mature themes a little bit more, but still don't quite embrace it to the same way you might see in an adult novel. I don't know. I would really love to... I'm, I'm kind of sad because I would really love to see new adult be more of a thing um, for the reasons that you've listed, right? I think it'd be, make it easier for people to kind of find the books that they relate to. But also, one thing I noticed, too, is oh, you see a lot of YA authors writing adult these days. 
Mm-hmm. And this is probably a personal preference, but sometimes I, I pick up those adult novels and I start reading them. Um, I read one recently, in fact, just this last month, and a, a young adult novel written, or no, an adult novel written by a YA author. And in so many ways, it felt like it was a young adult novel, but they like ratcheted up the violence and the sex by a ton. Mm. And mm-hmm. and I noticed there's another pretty prominent book coming out from a young adult author that is going to be an adult novel. I read the excerpt for that, and right from the get-go, everything is, I don't know, I just kind of feel like sex is thrown into your face. But sometimes I think I would just kind of like it toned down a little bit. And I feel like new adult could fill that space very easily. Like you don't have to all, all of a sudden ratchet everything up to like level 10. I don't, I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense. And I think it's probably going to be like a personal preference too. But me personally, I just kind of like to see something a little more tame or calm. But I would also like to see certain themes explored in more depth than young adult is usually willing to go into. Yeah, just relating to your point, Saul, actually, with the um, it, it just being way but more intense. That's how, I've, like I said before, about the uh, new Sarah J. Mass Crescent City is it starts off and it just feels like a Sarah J. Mass book, but with uh, swearing like five times a page and all this reference to like sex, which is, in my opinion, not what makes a book for adults. I think I agree with you. It should be like the themes are maybe a little bit more in depth or, you know, there's there's certain things like you can understand. Yeah, there's going to be a, the violence is going to be a bit more gruesome because that often comes with fantasy. But it shouldn't be the only reason that transitions a book from YA into adult. Right. And I think like um, Handmaid's Tale, it's been a very prominent book lately and it's, it's a very good book, but definitely not safe for children. <laughs> Just kind of throw that out there. But it, themes like that are like very much at the front and center of Handmaid's Tale. But that's because she's exploring a subject matter that kind of needs to delve into that. And it's all working toward a certain purpose. And and kind of like what you said, Eleanor, I feel like sometimes authors think, I'm going to write an adult book now. And so they just ratchet up all these things. But they don't necessarily do anything for the story or the plot or the theme or the characters. And it sometimes it feels a little hollow and inauthentic to me, at least. Yeah, definitely. Well, then in kind of rounding out our conversation, um, I thought we could make the case for young adult literature being read by adults. What do you recommend about young adult literature to your friends, um, to your family? Why do you think more adults should take the time to go back and pick up a young adult novel if they haven't been reading in YA for years? Uh, maybe one thing I would say is uh, sometimes it's nice to just escape into something that's not as gruesome or as dark or as intense as adult fiction is. Like I read a lot of fantasy and if we have learned anything from like Game of Thrones and things like that is that it can get really just hard to read sometimes. Yeah. And you know that YA is going to be um, a lot more relaxed on those sorts of things. So sometimes it's <laughs> purely an escapism thing like if you want something that's like a good you know captivating fun read that isn't going to make you feel a little bit awkward at places then go for it go for YA I totally agree I think that there is a certain comfort that can come reading YA as an adult because you know that there's a way through this right you've already seen um 
yourself go through those experiences and get to the other side. So when I'm reading about another young adult experiences, I feel less anxious about them. I find more comfort in them. And it's and it really is a place for me to for me to go and explore. Sometimes it's just pure nostalgia. Um, sometimes it is living vicariously through other people who are having experiences differently than I did as a young person. Um, but it is really some way is super thoughtful um, and does really make me stop and think and change my perspectives and my views on things. And some way is just a lot of fun. And I would recommend it for all the seriousness going on in the world right now. Um, if you're at home quarantined, pick up a YA book and just get <laughs> lost in that. <laughs> I think that's great advice. And I would just add too, like, even be willing to go back to middle grade or children's, honestly. Yeah. I, last year, I read A Wizard of Ursi by Ursula K. Le Guin which I had never read before, but that's a classic children's fantasy novel. And I loved it. I loved like the magic that it brought and the writing style. And there are some things that you can really only get in children's novels. There are some things you can really only get in young adult novels and other things that you can only get in adult novel. And I think it's great to, to be able to switch back and forth and kind of find the good in each. I think another um, important aspect of young adult for adults is that it teaches adults how today's youth like think and how we see the world and how we are. I think it encourages sympathy between like two very different generations and two generations that are often seen like at each other's throats on the internet and stuff like that. I think having that um, genre where where we can sort of connect as humanity, I guess. Yeah, it, it encourages sympathy from both perspectives because you've got adults reading young adult fiction and going oh that's how the world is for you now and like finding a way for them to understand that we're growing up in a completely different time to when they were one of the things I really appreciated growing up was like one of my aunts for example she would read a lot of the stuff that I would read she would read Harry Potter and I loved being able to like talk not just one of my I had like a a couple of aunts and an uncle too and they just were reading the same stuff I was reading and I loved being able to talk to them and have conversations Mm -hmm. with them about these things that I loved and they weren't necessarily serious conversations there were conversations like is Severus Snape evil or is he good you know I look back on those moments like such nostalgia and Mm -hmm. it just I feel like added to our to our relationship and chances are if you're an adult you probably know young adults right and you probably know children unless you're living in a bubble and you're going to want to be able to have conversations with them and connect with them and this is like one of the ways that you can do that i remember having these conversations too with harry potter yeah, I think that's a, a lovely way to wrap up our conversation. You've made me think too, Saul, immediately. I'm like, I am always thankful for my uncle who drove me to Harry Potter midnight releases and read the books with me. Um, it really is a wonderful way to make a connection with the young people in your life. And and that's a wonderful way to support the middle grade, the younger YA fiction and get it in the hands of young readers. So thank you all for, for yeah letting me explore your thoughts about young adult fiction as I transition into being an old person and try and figure out what that means for me (laughs) oh man i'm older than you spencer so i feel really (laughs) ancient (laughs) i'm just Uh, below spencer's age oh my god (laughs) i'm very much uh, not relating here (laughs) 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 sorry guys (laughs) no you're good i i mean when did you join us eleanor were you 14 years old when you 16 you were 16 yeah maybe it was somebody else who was 14 i think but yeah yeah, it was it was him. Okay. 
Man, that's really back in the old days of Bookstacked. Oh, back this when it is was... what I mean. I've grown up through Bookstacked and through YA. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being with us for so long. Yeah, it's uh, we've all kind of grown up a bit, I think. Yeah. I was just entering college when I started the site and everything. so It's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Spencer, for taking the time to, to put that together and kind of guiding us through that discussion. I think it was great. And I hope I hope our listeners got something out of that as well. And if you did enjoy this episode, please do leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help other people find us. Also, feel free to subscribe through whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter at BookmarkedYA. You can also follow our website, which is Bookstacked. Just look up Bookstacked on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We're there. And then, Mary, how can people find you online? Um, you can find me through Twitter at M-K-T-E-M-K-A-T-E-D-E-E. What about you, Spencer? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Spencer B. Miller. Um, just like there's a Michael Jordan and a Michael B. Jordan, um, I'm trying to, to take that B middle initial and, and use that to my advantage here. So Spencer <laughs> B. Miller. <laughs> awesome. And you, Eleanor? Um, you can find my bookstagram account at Words in Styles. Yes, it's an awesome account. Go oh, follow you. it. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing a great job lately. I've noticed you've been posting a lot on there. I've um, been trying my really my hardest. <laughs> yeah. And then you can find me on Twitter at Saulmark. That's S-A-U-L-M-A-R-Q. I will put links to all of these social media handles in the show notes so it's easier for you to find. Next time on the show, well, you might have noticed we mentioned Harry Potter a lot. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, We've mentioned it in this episode. I don't even know if there's an episode where we don't talk about Harry Potter. The next episode is going to be why do we talk about Harry Potter so much? That'll be in your feeds next month. So look for that. Until then, stay safe. Wash your hands. Read some books. Uh, We will catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.